Welcome to the latest edition of the SWN Podcast. I'm your host, as always, Billy. And uh, for fun fact for everyone, this is the last interview I'm recording of the season, of season four, before I go off and be a dad, which is terrifying in all prospects of the world, uh, in, in the word world. See, can't even say the word. Uh, I am joined on this edition by someone who's not only just wrestled in, in Scotland, but they've also travelled to the US as well to train. Uh, so I'm going to find out all about that. Welcome to the show, Paul Hubris. Thank you very much, Billy. Congratulations, Dad. Didn't know that. Thank you very much. Thank oh yeah, I, I'm, I'm mentioning it, mentioning it for the last like six or so episodes. So I'm like, just just give me give me all the praise. Of oh, course. Cool. <laughs> uh, but no, that's that's why I'm wrapping up season. So I'm glad I've got you on before before I, I finish up. Because um, tomorrow I'm recording the the big eight person quiz, which is going to be an absolute disaster. Shambles. Oh, yeah. they, never, they never go well. The old Zoom quizzes. Definitely not, yeah. Uh, and it's yeah, it's just it's it's gonna be a headache, but hopefully it's all be worth it. So in the meantime, we'll nice chill chat with yourself instead, uh, just to just to help me up for it. Um, so first question is always the same when it comes to these podcasts. It's a it's a t- tried and tested, uh, nice icebreaker uh, for a podcast wrestling wise. Anyway, how did you get to pro wrestling? So what was the moment as a fan that got you hooked on? Pro yeah, wrestling? I mean it's very stereotypical. It was like I was in primary school. Uh, I think it was primary six. And so we'd have been about nine years old, I think. Nine. Yeah, probably about nine years old. Uh, it's just basically hear everybody else kind of talk about it. Uh, used, it's funny, you used to have the kind of, uh, like the last day before you went off for like the summer holidays or whatever, people used to bring like their toys in and stuff. I remember this guy brought his like ring in. It was like the Hell in a Cell, the old kind of, you could, you could buy those. He brought that in and I was like, what's this? And then uh, that Friday... I went home. It was the Christmas holidays, actually, because I remember the first time I ever watched wrestling, I was putting the Christmas decorations up and it was on the TV. I found it. So um, that's when I kind of watching it and I was pretty much hooked ever since then. Um, kind of just grew to a very quick, unhealthy obsession. Um, but yeah, that's a very common answer, probably. I'm, I'm just more intrigued about a, a, primary, a, six, a primary six-year-old taking in a Hell in a Cell ring. I'm just, I'm just maybe a two-man yeah, job. It's a, it's, a, it's a commitment, yeah. <laughs> I know my in my school if I took in anything more than or just more than a handful, one it was probably stolen by the end of the day. Uh two, there's nowhere it was gonna go. Yeah. <laughs> if, if you didn't fit in your tray, that was it. It was it was Oh uh, no, people went all out uh, on those days. Uh, but my, my my pal uh, did the same. He he took an edge action figure and this is uh-huh. like just after this is about the brood kind of edge. Okay, yeah, yeah. So yeah. he had like uh, maroon tights and the big waist uh, leather coats and all that kind mm. of stuff, ace. Uh, somehow it survived the whole day and made it home, uh, but well, it was touch and go. Uh, I had a mask rider uh, nicked once, and that was that like, broke my heart. <laughs> Traumatised since, yeah. Can't trust oh, anybody. I, have been. Oh, uh, was, yeah. I don't know if you remember mask rider. You might be too young for it, but it used to come with like a, a blue motorbike, and I had that bike, and it was the coolest thing ever. And yeah, disappeared. Never saw no, it. No, well, someone's got that in their attic somewhere. I know. Your I'll find pencil over it. Yeah, I'll find them. I'll... <laughs> well, you'll see it at like a, a car boot sale one day, and you'll know exactly. That's mine. <laughs> That's it. Now, now that I'm like, now that I'm like, I can now buy childish things again and yeah. and not be weird about it. Um, every time I'll, I see a car boot or, or a, a stall or that, <laughs> I see a, a toy I had when I was younger. I'm like, yeah. can I buy that now or do I have to wait? I want to buy yeah. it now? Though. Wait till wait till your your uh, child's born and then you can just oh it's for the it's for the kid it's for the Absolutely. kid. Absolutely. Yeah. 
You've got the excuse now. There you go. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, he won't like street sharks. He will. He'll love street he will, yeah. sharks. He already loves them. That was his first word. <laughs> that was it. Street sharks. That's what he said. <laughs> so, uh, what was your first memory? So, you said uh, you're nine years old. Do you remember what yep. your first match was or first uh, wrestler you saw? Um, I caught it was an episode of SmackDown. I remember that. And, I, and it was the first ever match. I saw, God, CM Punk was in it. But, and that's kind of the, from what I remember, it was a Friday night, SmackDown, CM Punk was on it, that's all I remember. Um, and then from then, that's when I started going to like HMV and stuff, and you, you like bought the old pay-per-views, like mm-hmm. No Way Out and everything. So that's when, obviously this was way before the network. Uh, so I bought all the old DVDs and HMV of like um, Backlash 2000 was oh. uh, one of them. And that's probably still my favourite pay-per-view to this day, um, start to finish. It's just... I love it. So stuff like then is kind of when like, the memories probably started. Um, no Way Out 2004, I think, was another DVD I bought. If I can uh, uh, Eddie Guerrero on the front with The Wanted. Both I think so. I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I bought like a few of the old WrestleManias and stuff. I did have a big DVD collection. Um, and then again, like this, that was before kind of all these matches were on YouTube and then obviously YouTube picked up and then you could kind of pretty much watch most things on YouTube. Um, but yeah, that's kind of with this, the start of the, where it stemmed from. That's, that's quite a, 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 like I started watching in what, it's a CM Punk, uh, whatever it was, 2009 or something. And then one of your first ones was Backlash 3000. That's a very different time. <laughs> yeah, yeah but I think, I think, I think when, especially when you're young, it's just like, you don't really necessarily mm-hmm. care about uh, the modern product. It's like, you just oh. want to watch the wrestling because it's cool. Um, That's it. Yeah. Because yeah. my, my first, uh, my first VHS was WrestleMania 15 mm-hmm. and I was, I was 10. And it was the best WrestleMania. I don't care what anyone else says. I love WrestleMania 15, even though it's like apparently one of the weaker ones. I don't care. It was ace. That's not, is that uh, Hogan? No, oh god, I'm not, I'm not, not that old. Uh, it was. It was uh, no, I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think. Rock, Rock Austin made about the first one. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, so, so I had like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, had had a hardcore match. It had it had so much cool stuff. I had Mankind Big Show. A Big Show like squashed Mankind. Oh yes, yes, yes. I followed that, backwards. It was mm-hmm. the best. Yeah. Uh, and then after that was a King of the Ring 2000. And then for some reason, King of the Ring 2000. Had, no, that's probably my second. I love. It was this the Shane Shane O'Mac um, Kurt Angle. Street fight, right? Uh, that was 2001. Oh, I forgot. Right, I'm, oh, okay. I know. Sorry, I'm, I'm a big nerd. I know all this kind of stuff, no, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, 2000 was ace. It, it was Kurt Angle's. Kurt Angle won the, uh, the King of the Ring that year uh-huh. in 2000. Uh, yeah, I mean, and then cool. randomly, the next one I had was Royal Rumble 1984. So, like, you go from that accident yeah, of stuff to like 94. It's mm-hmm. a bit of a wild ride. Um, so he says, see a punk. Was he your guy, your favorite? No, there? nah, nah, I was there. Uh, Kind of, I think if you're talking about when I was watching the the current product back then, I think guys like um, Mysterio, Edge, um, were the kind of the top ones. But if we're looking like, especially now, when if I was, if I was to go back and uh, kind of watch for match study, guys like uh, Eddie Guerrero, um, uh, I did, I did, you know, I, I liked, um, I do, I like, especially for studying stuff, I do like kind of watching um just kind of anything for like the old style like selling and everything like i like studying like the rock selling and stuff like that but that's kind of looking into it too deep um but i certainly like back then it was guys like edge mysterio um feels about then uh 
Cena as well, because I've always seen as one of the best of all time. So people you kind of say, people think it's cool, like uncool to say that Cena was one of their favourites. But um, no, guys like that, yeah, for sure. Well, those weird things with Cena. Now it's it's kind of went from, it's went full circle. It's mm-hmm. like people liked him when he was the bad guy and didn't like him when he became the champion. And now everyone's like, oh, but Cena was the best of all yeah. time. Yeah. Oh, that, that as well, yeah. Like, uh, it was the best of all time. Like, you didn't show it time, did you? You just... Mm-hmm. I mean, I'll admit, I did. I did waver when he st- we changed the whole, uh, like the whole thing with his ways. Things they changed it to an OK symbol. I thought, nah, sold out. Yeah, <laughs> you're sold out to the to the families with that wee OK yeah. thing. The only reason that you need to do that is when you put it below your waist and you're not to punch your mate. That's that's the only time you're doing that. <laughs> uh, so so yeah, see now, of course, twenty years of Cena at the moment. Uh, it's been celebrated. It will have you. And I've seen all these like best t-shirts ever and oh yeah uh-huh. um i don't know if you saw I, I put it last night which is the best t-shirt of john cena's of all time it was his five questions with the champ go fuck yourself t-shirt it was the best the, one. oh i didn't see i didn't see what you put up i actually need to remember what that it's not the black and orange one is it no it, it's the black one it's got a, a speech bubble that says go fuck yourself and brooklyn brawler covers the you oh wait wait i need to go look at that now you've got me like Oh yes, yeah, 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 yeah. I know. Yeah, you can say what you want, people. That is the best Cena t-shirt. <laughs> I had one. That was the only Cena t-shirt I had for years. It was just that. Go fuck yourself one, because uh, you know. <laughs> yeah, it's quite funny. Um. So yeah. So you all those favourites said. Uh, of course, all. Is there anyone that was like, like maybe he was a bit of a surprising one? Like uh, I don't know. Right about that time, who's awaits? I don't know. Dunzio. I had a weird obsession with Zack Ryder. <laughs> like, just that. I always cared. Like, obviously, it wasn't anything, but it was one of those, like, uh, even when I was younger, if he was in, like, a battle royal or something, I just had that hope. But obviously, it was one of those things. And I, I did pop when he won the IC title at Mania. That was something. Even years later, I, I popped for that. Like, like finally, Zack Ryder got, like, a moment uh, that I was waiting for my whole childhood for. Um, but, yeah, that's, that's probably... I don't know, I'm trying to... Yeah, the rest are pretty common. Like Edge, obviously, is the big one. Mysterio, too, because especially that young, the guy in the mask is the cool guy. Um, yeah, no, that's pretty much... Yeah, pretty much that's about it. Yeah. So from that point, then, you've, you've watched it on TV, you've got the DVDs, you may have picked up the odd VHS, mm-hmm. and they, they were still in the in the wild at that point. Um did you go to local shows then? So where was it? Just no, I generally, I generally had no clue independent wrestling existed. Um, it's one of those things. It's like, obviously, watch stuff like TNA, WWE, um, caught some Japan stuff on YouTube and that, but that, that was about it. But regardless to independent, smaller companies, absolutely no clue. How did they go from, if you didn't know anything yeah, about it's funny, like that, yeah. how did you um, end up So basically... Um, I was so young and like my parents knew I was like obsessed with it right and they always kind of always they've always been those parents that are like oh you should be on the stage and stuff like that Um, and they know so somebody my mum worked with funny enough um, oh god how old was I here Um, I would have been just under so I would have been like the end of 13 um and my mum worked my mum worked with somebody who she like heard them that he's like talking saying that he's going to start training 
as like wrestler because he was a big fan too and obviously he's older so he kind of done the research and everything like my i would have known where to start training or anything like that um and my mom came to me and she basically my mom told me i was going um it was like you just like do something with your life and go do it like you know like oh i don't care hanging out with your friends not enough go go like do this thing you really like and i always i didn't actually want to go but she made me go i was like no i don't want to do it and um the first time i was like i'm going to hate it. i'm never going to go again like uh all kind of like emotional like that and then as soon as i went it was like oh okay like it's actually really good um and yeah that's pretty much how it started i mean so so your mum's really like just a is it more like not not a fantasy thing but like just like make the most of, of your life kind of basically yeah it's kind of like she, she's always been very um um always kind of like why would you just try sort of thing mm-hmm. like she has that kind of like I, th- I think she didn't want a son who was like a bum you know <laughs> uh, she's just kind of like no, go do something um so that was kind of uh, um because i was always like super fit and everything like i was always i've always been really lean i've never been like a kind of child who kind of just sat and did nothing i've always been really active so i think she kind of like just made me go kind of do it and i was in like all the school plays and stuff so i think she didn't she doesn't she's never actually she still to this day doesn't actually know what wrestling is she just thinks it's all this big um you just put on a show like a pantomime which isn't wrong but it's obviously a lot more to that uh so she just kind of thought was that like go 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 um yeah but it's, it's in a supportive way not necessarily like a Again, if, if I had went and I didn't like it, she wouldn't have forced me to go back. Yeah. All makes sense. Um, so, so she sees your potential and, and she makes you want to, yeah, to yeah, realise yeah. it. Uh-huh. Uh, okay, so school plays and that. So was it, were you just always quite, I don't know, uh, well, don't want to say outspoken because that makes it sound like you're just rude, but like, were you yeah. always quite uh, extroverted person? No, I think, I think it's kind of like even when I was younger and like going through like school and stuff, I always, I've never really cared about opinions necessarily like i wouldn't like obviously people like oh i don't want to do it because i'll get all embarrassed i've never really been like that um for for most things so when it came to like i think as well like just general charisma when i was younger in certain like situations and all that like i've um i've never really been an awkward person i like to say um so stuff like that especially like growing up if something came up and you, you get forced to do all these things in school you know it's not like an option half the time um but it's something i didn't mind doing so i guess that's kind of where these things stem from um there wasn't necessarily a passion there though it was just kind of i did it and i was good at it so mm-hmm. um yeah so, so you're one of those kids growing up then if it was Kaylee dancing yeah, you were just quite happy just to go no, grab, no, grab no, no 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 Scottish country dancing in the bin <laughs> no chance hated that I hate everything Scottish music like that bagpipes and stuff now don't get me started oh you're yeah, gonna hate I mean, the hate, hate, hate the intro then did you hate the intro to our episode? oh it's awful it's awful so that's the mute button for 10 <laughs> seconds and then <laughs> this, is, this is the second interview in two days that, that that's hated my bagpipes I hate, I hate bagpipes I always wear headphones in Princess Street, like in because I live in Edinburgh, and they're always banging on with their bagpipes and stuff. I have to wear headphones, otherwise I get annoyed and just want to go home. But um, I mean, I will, I will lie to you. I skip my own intro, but <laughs> when, when I'm like trying to listen back to it, it's like I don't need. To, I know this. Yeah. Just, just play it forward. 
uh but but no that's that's weird that's two like two and two days the the folk of of uh had had said had, had don't like no, that they're, hideous. they're hideous nothing good about it shocking absolutely shocking uh so i'm not not, not expecting a, a big a big int- a big uh entrance anytime soon with the with a bagpiper no no chance so, no no, no. <laughs> uh right okay so you started the training then um was th- right, 13 you said back in 13 years. yeah it, it was just it was just before i turned 14 um i do remember it was about the february um but yeah, it was about the february so it's probably like two weeks before i turned 14 so it's kind of you can say 13 but i kind of say 14 it's, you know that is one of those things so that's that's really young to start yeah. so what was what was the kind of setup like uh i'm assuming well, if it's a school i think it is there was no ring particularly yeah yeah, yeah, yeah no yeah so obviously it's the ssw and like, we'll, we'll speak about it. i'm not kind of mm-hmm. um not want to talk about it because uh, it's a story do you know what i mean like it's oh yeah so uh, i don't care um yeah so again it was in like a, it was in a tie fighting gym um so it's like basically like the wrestling downstairs and the tie fighting gym up the stairs so it was all mats upstairs um so you just basically like upstairs it's kind of just a whole matted area where you did kind of and there was like crash mats you brought out to practice bumps and everything uh you did like rolls and everything upstairs because all matted and then the ring downstairs was it was <laughs> it was basically a kind of arts and crafts thing uh it was the old it was a ground level ring but it was made up of old car tires with wooden boards and then just like the canvas um, it sucked. It was absolutely just, oh, that, yeah, that humbled you, um, especially as a young child. But no, um, the setup, the thing is, there's worse setups. Um, <laughs> that's the thing. Yeah, there is, there's worse, but that was when kind of where it started. I, mean, I suppose as a 14 year old then, and as you're saying, you weren't, you weren't, there was no shame no, there. You, were you, just wouldn't, like, you oh, wouldn't know, no. yeah. Looking back now, if, if you had like your your sense of sensibilities now back then, would you look at it and go, oh no? Well, it's like it's like you kind of only you wouldn't if it's the only thing you've saw like seen, mm-hmm. you wouldn't know any better. You think, oh okay, this is it. You know, like that. This is like just how it is, and it's the same thing back then. I wouldn't, I didn't know again. I didn't even really know independent wrestling was a thing. Uh, obviously a couple like eventually you start learning about other promotions and the way they train and all that stuff but um i mean now if it was like you know if someone came to me and said oh i train here this is the setup i'd be like no you, you idiot move like <laughs> you know um but yeah again it, it, it is, is what it is that's that's kind of what it was so i suppose one of those it's, it's the old adage of paying your dues kind of thing you, you you've went through this but in, in reality, you've went through it, but you don't want other people particularly to have to go through nah, tires. No, because it's like, no, you again, it goes back to the kind of know your worth thing. It doesn't <laughs> matter like how long you've been wrestling, you should always know your worth. And um, I think that as well, like the whole kind of pay your dues thing, it's kind of, I say it's, a very, it's, it's, it's more old school than kind of, you know, like people, there's people who think you need to get the kind of shit beat out of you to pay your dues and stuff. You have to do a thousand bumps to pay your dues. I, I think that's a load of nonsense personally. Um, I don't know, like it, there's, there's other ways to humble people and get them into the business and understand it and respect it than beat the shit out of them. Oh yeah. I mean, I've, I've, I've not been in it. I've, I've watched, I've watched. I'm on their side of the barrier. Yeah. I'm quite happy with that. But my, my mind, paying your dues should be setting up the ring, 
helping with merch, doing all the all the menial tasks. Yeah, I mean, just there's, work your way yeah, up. Um, like there's there's always a place there's always a place for that. And I think if you are a wrestler, you should know how to build a ring at least. You know, it's a bare minimum. It's like why would you not want to know? You know, the thing you're kind of wrestling in. Um, uh, yeah, obviously, also, it's also a thing. If you if you know how it's built, you know where it's built wrong. Oh, so, exactly. You yeah. you know, yeah, it's a safety thing too. You can kind of even, especially like if the ring's set up, um, just quickly check it out before the show. You'll you'll know if a board's swapped or or the canvas is kind of wonky. And then again, that's like, especially for your ankles and stuff, that's kind of super dangerous. But um, again, exactly as you said, if you if you know how to build one, you'll know if something's wrong. Well, major majorly wrong that is. But. So SSW then, um, like, like I said, you, you're cool speaking about it. We're, I was cool with it. I was just wanting you yeah, to bring it up before I did. I'm not just like going SSW. Nah, speaking it's about just, it. yeah, it's just, yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, what, so what was, how'd you find it then? So you said that you got there, it was a bit, it looked a bit, yeah. Yeah, it's like, God, so I was like 14, you know, I wasn't, thing is, I was still like, I was very, even when I was 14, I was about seven stone, right? So I was a tiny guy, um, super skinny. Like I knew for a fact, like I don't want to get put on shows looking like this. Do you know what I mean? So I was very fit. I was totally okay with, you know, just doing the training, doing the fitness side of it, learning, you know, the basic stuff. Like that wasn't a problem to me. Um, and obviously that is what was getting taught. You know, you, you, you did still learn how to bump safely. You still learned how to roll properly. Um, you still learned like, like your basic lockups and stuff that there was nothing like dangerous or faulty with that um so for the start of it yeah it was it was fine obviously um especially for what i was wanting out of it because i wasn't aiming for oh i heard you guys do shows i want to be on the next show it wasn't like that you know uh because i understood i've been again i'm very like humbled and like i consider like i'm a realist with things yeah you know um That's so quite, quite a mature outlook have as well at 14 to go mm. right cool I, i'm not ready i know i'm not ready i'm not physically ready to do yeah. this in front of people just let me mm -hmm. just let me have give this a go and see what can happen kind of mm. thing that's that's uh yeah remarkably mature for a 14 year old <laughs> yeah i mean yes but then again i've seen some of the i was especially then because the, the scene wasn't as busy as it is now um loads and loads more people are kind of about doing things but um Especially if you've seen like some of the guys, I just I just knew physically it's like, you know, it just it's not going to kind of work. So uh, I did I, I was I was fine like patient, um, kind of waiting. But yeah. So so we've got your debut uh, according to the cage match, which you know this where it all goes wrong. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so you got your debut on Evil Show in Perth, uh, Triple Threat with Lucha DS and uh, Jonathan Richards, who's now Sean oh. Ram. Okay, yeah. So how um, how wildly wrong are we? That's October 2016. Oh, that's not the debut though. That's like two years later. But oh, Jesus, right? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Cage matches. Yeah, no. Yeah. I, I 2014 then. 2014. Um, I think yeah, it was 20 because 2013. So I'm really bad with dates because it's not there. I, I didn't like jot it down or anything. But um, no, it was 2014 against against the guy who um, he was. Uh, it was it was the same, it was a guy who worked the same place as my mum, uh, so like we we travelled together. Obviously, he I found he was the one that kind of told 
us about the school and whatever so we traveled together because he was like taking me because i was so young i couldn't drive and it was quite like a while away so um it was against him in one of their like evil shows it wasn't oh god i think it was just in like their venue um in front of like i think it was like 20 people there so i mean that was the kind of first match um and again it's funny we went over that match about 50 times before we did it you know, it's one of those kind of wasn't on the day. Oh, we'll do this, 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 this. It was like planned, probably. Oh, just knock my headphones out. Um, planned for about, oh god, yeah, probably about five, six weeks before it happened. Um, but again, that yeah, the the first match thing is just the nerves are like not like I've done kind of like bigger, obviously bigger stuff after that, and the nerves have never been as bad as they were on that day for a match that went over for six weeks in advance <laughs> and it wasn't some overcomplicated thing it was a basic because i was so small like it was just a basic heel beats on the baby face little hope spots shine finish that was it um but yeah so that that was the the kind of like the official match on a show debut thing um had a couple after that god i think um yeah, there's a few few couple of things after that before the the 2016 triple threat that's on cage match. Um, yeah, don't you want to ask? But I'm I'm fairly certain from from that point onwards, it may be just the ones that because cage match somehow have results that I put up right the day after. Okay, so I'm yeah, fairly okay. certain after when I started when I covered them. Uh-huh. That's probably when I started covering the yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. shows, so that's uh-huh. probably where I got them from. Yeah. Um. So yeah, before then, okay. So we'll we'll go right back to start. You said you had six weeks, five six weeks. Nowadays, what's your kind of prep time? Oh, uh, two hours before, you know. But I'll have like think, if I'll know obviously I'll know in advance like who I'm working. So like, I'll kind of YouTube them and see what they do, and I'll have like I'll think of stuff that we could possibly do beforehand, and then on the day is like I'll pitch it and then we'll work kind of from there. Uh, no, I'm certainly way more relaxed now. Um, that must be quite a strange feeling then, because like you said, you're quite a, a chilled uh, person growing up and, mm. and all that kind of stuff, and a realist and all that, and then suddenly you've got a wrestling match in front of 20 oh, people. You didn't know it was going to be 20 people. It could be 20 million. It could be two thing is, the, wor- the worst people, that the, le- the least people that are there, the nervous, mm-hmm. the more nervous I'll get, you know. Um, so that was daunting. But yeah, no, that, that was horrible. Like the whole day I was like feeling... Like that queasiness and that kind of adrenaline and oh yeah and excuse me but I, I never felt that before in my life like that intense so just the whole thing was just like even I remember the match too like I didn't even I watched it I watched it back like, like they don't have like the network anymore but I watched it back a couple of years ago uh, probably like three four years ago actually I watched it back I just remember like I said like vocals weren't weren't there I couldn't even speak during the match like couldn't even like try and whatever even myself was like silent because i was just so nervous even during the thing like i just yeah it was miserable but what was 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 there a character there were you no or no, were you no, just like generic gear any gear yeah. was it even what even was it yeah like, i think i think i borrowed someone else's gear <laughs> i didn't even have any like i borrowed some like just plain black uh tights or something um yeah, they didn't have any more stuff then. None of that. I mean, at least they was just uh, playing black tights. So, because I remember seeing photos and stuff around about then for SSW, and there was a hell of a lot of pleather. Uh, that, I mean, I I like a bit of pleather, but there was a hell what, of a lot that, of pleather. What's that material again? 
Uh, it's like vinyl. Oh yes, yes, yes. Oh, oh. Mm-hmm. I, I plastic leather. Oh yeah, none of that. Yeah, no. no. Oh, it's, it's 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 a look. It should come back. Uh, I think. No. I don't know how, but maybe keep it going. No. Uh, so, so so yeah, maybe then you had a couple of matches here. There was any matches that kind of stand out where you find it kind of thought, oh, get, get the hang of this. Actually, was there a match where you were able to vocalize? I suppose that's probably your first uh, stumbling block. Oh, yeah. Um, I think, oh, God, where are we? Um, yeah, like I done, it was, I done like where we had like the regal venue, and I was still super young here, but um, because I started off, um, because I was, I was still super young in training, and basically they needed like a ref. Um, so like I refed for them for a bit. And that helped me vocally too, because you have to shout being a ref, like the counts and stuff. And um, especially right at the start when I was young. So I, I was probably still about 14 years old when I was refing um, in the Regal. And that's when they were getting guys like BT Gun and stuff in. Uh, and I think they, they were getting, um, for, for a few promotions actually, um, guys that were coming in. So obviously I was like kind of in the ring with them and you're still learning doing that stuff. Like I, I don't think, being a referee is a negative thing for people who are starting out because you do learn um like you can still hear them talking and positioning and stuff and when they kind of react and like how they play to the crowd and stuff like you pick all this stuff up um and again doing like ref and stuff kind of helped my confidence within the ring as well with like vocalization uh but match wise probably like as i said i did do like the regal rumbles and stuff and then obviously over time it's like stuff like that i could come out um there was one time in the Regal Rumble, there was like, it was just a little spot, but I just wanted to do it. It was a bucket list kind of moment. Um, especially at that age, you just kind of think about cool things to do, not necessarily like, I want these five-star matches and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, like Joey Legend was in the Rumble and I got put through a table and then Joey Legend sat on, there was a there was a sofa in the ring. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know why. There was a sofa in the ring and Joey Legend was sitting on the sofa and I went through the table, he put his feet on. So then there's just this photo of Joey Legend on the sofa and I'm lying at the table and he's got his feet on me. Um, so that's that's something I can remember. Um, but yeah, again, the, the confidence just came over time. Um, I, like, I honestly couldn't pinpoint a certain match. Um, even the triple threat you mentioned, I think it was probably still before that. That was, again, just... Confidence, it's more in ring ability confidence than like coming out and doing it, if that makes sense. Absolutely. Um, I, I love Joey Legend. He's oh, he's he's amazing. Uh, he's amazing, man. I, I do love Joe. His stories are excellent. I was remember I was sitting it was about two in the morning after a show with Joey Legend and a couple of other guys. Um just talk just hearing these like stories about like Rhino and like stuff like that is yeah. Moments like that are cool. I did, I did hear like because I, I drove him a couple of times where he did rock and wrestle oh, shows for, yeah, yeah, uh-huh. yeah, yeah, yeah. And, mm-hmm. and uh, I was, I was told beforehand, just as a joke, uh, did you know Joey Legend knows Edge? <laughs> uh, and I went, well, I know that because I've heard yeah. him. And it was pretty much one of the first stories he told me it was just like, oh, I was riding with Adam, you know, Edge. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, ah, oh, Joe, you just <laughs> did, he, did. Did he tell you the the ice truck story? Oh yeah, the yeah. one I've read in Edge's book. He's t- every time I've met him, he's told me that story. <laughs> it's just it's one of those just. He probably just says that everywhere he goes. Uh, he probably just, just on the off chance that you haven't heard it. I, I but yeah, I still I love him. Yeah, my, no, my, yeah. my wife loves him as well because we because we, I was doing the driving. Oh. I drove from Aberdeen to uh, Inverness one mm-hmm. time, 
and I picked her up on the way because she I live in Elgin, so it's yeah, 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 okay, she uh-huh. was going to the show, and she was like the whole time he was in the back speaking about all these stage shows he's been to in Germany, all this, all this kind of oh, stuff. Oh, the musicals and stuff. Yeah, yeah, and uh-huh. she was like, I, I don't think I spoke to him about wrestling at all, which is good because I don't really. Like oh, he, yeah, you could. He, he, Joe could have a conversation with anybody. That's and what then, I kind of learned. Yeah. But the best thing was, we got to the show and she really liked Joe. I was like, oh, I like Joey Legend. He's, he's cool. He came out, he was the heel. That wasn't the man in the car. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, so, right. We've got that then. We've got, we're, we're rolling now with uh, your, your wrestling. Are you feeling. So, you said you, you weren't. You didn't feel like you're physically ready when you started training, so you weren't pushing Yeah, but that's, that's, a, that's a confidence thing, because obviously yeah. you look at it, that's like a body image thing. You look at yeah. certain guys and you're like, right, well, they're here because they look like that. So, like, there's no point, you know. It was, a, it was always a focus of mine. Um, and it took me a long time, like, and, you know, that's just within educating myself on, like, nutrition and stuff like that. Um, took me eight years and years and years um, to kind of be, like, happy somewhat. Uh, like satisfied yeah well that's what i was gonna ask was was there any mm-hmm. was there anyone you kind of approached in the wrestling world or was it just something you kind of picked up along the way through training uh how to um, feel confident or at least or at least uh get a position where you look in the mirror you don't think oh, i'm a bit scrawny kind of yeah right. i think uh no nah, i can't really no nah, no one really it was more just kind of self-educated like self-educated about it um and picking up kind of things here and there. Um, but I've pretty much done the whole thing on my own uh, over time. But again, that's like, especially, it's just discipline really. And it was just learning like how disciplined you actually have to be. Because mm-hmm. I just thought, oh, I eat three big meals a day and lift weights, that'll be enough. No, it's like, you have to do this. Like what are your macro counts? Like are you eating? Are you, like you think you're eating enough, but you're not actually eating enough. Uh, you think you're lifting heavy enough, but you're not actually, you know, stuff like that. Um, over time, it just kind of came and I got more disciplined and disciplined and educated. And even now, again, it's, it's one of those things. Once you start lifting, you'll never be satisfied again. Like I'm probably like I look at photos and stuff and I'll compare them. I'm like, right, obviously I look better, but I still it's one of those things I'm still keeping on top of. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's more like a self thing. Like that's not I'm not, that's not saying that. You know, if you don't look a certain way, like you shouldn't be confident. It's not that that's just me in my mindset, yeah. you know. Um, but if, if guys guys can go out there, be fully confident, like, you know, with how they look, then absolutely, that's great. Like, genuinely, I, but I'm just one of those people that I can't really do that. But um doesn't necessarily affect me. It's not like I don't want to go out because I'm not confident. Yeah, I mean, sense? you're not like obsessive over it. It's more no, like, no, no, it's not, it's not unhealthy, it's not unhealthy, you know, yeah. it's almost opposite. Um, yeah. Um, so we're, we're we're going through uh, SSW, did things like uh, Blackridge wrestling as well. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Um, again, according to Cage Match, so there will be a spit spirals at some point um, when we're we're lost. So we'll, SSW wrestled some big names like your well in the Scottish wrestling anyway. Mm. Your, your veterans like your Joey Legend, as you mentioned, your Mike Musos, uh, and some some I've just noticed Johnny Hollywood's on that, and <laughs> I've heard a very hilarious story about Johnny Hollywood very recently. Uh, oh god (laughs) oh yeah i've got i've got a couple of man's a character um did i wrestle him apparently so it was a battle royal oh right a couple battle royals at comic-con yeah wrestling oh of course yes okay that do you know what still to this day the biggest crowd i've ever wrestled in front of that was like i remember getting on top of that like 
I made my entrance top rope and I remember seeing there was this massive room and away at the back like people were watching from the doors like trying to like look in and I was like really there was like there was like I don't exactly know how many but the room was packed they're all looking at the ring and I was like, oh, this is like, why is this my big moment? <laughs> and I was, re- I was dressed up as SpongeBob SquarePants. Well, there's, there's that. And I'm like, oh. like this. <laughs> this is it. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Um, oh, no, no, actually, to be fair, I opened the show with SpongeBob and then I got changed quickly. And then I think I was wrestling Brandon Adams in like the third match. And then there was a battle royal. So I wrestled three matches on one show and there was only four matches on the show. So ah, there really. you go. Yeah. Um, but no, uh, but that must be amazing, kid. Something you may not have thought was on a bucket list of any sort, but yeah, wrestling. No, it's cool. Yeah, it's, it's cool because they're all like, I mean, it's like all the nerds go there, so they're interested in that stuff anyway. So uh, I remember though, it was it was in the morning, it was miserable because we had a show pretty much as the doors opened at like 9 30 a.m. So nobody was really there because it's like um they're all kind of coming in the afternoon and stuff. So there was like three people maybe watching in the morning show. And it was kind of like one of those dire things, like you're trying to get a reaction, but there's nobody there. So you're just kind of wrestling. And um, and then you get to the afternoon and the whole room was packed. So, um, no, the Comic-Con stuff was cool. That was over like a weekend. So that it was one of those things that's quite good. Like every day you wake up, it was like the full day was wrestling, like show in the morning, show in the afternoon, multiple matches throughout the day. Um no, definitely. No, that was that was that was cool for sure. Um, I think what was that year? Twenty seventeen. Twenty seventeen. I'm just thinking it's like it must be bad that it, it, it possibly. I don't know who was at that Comic Con that year, but the, the fact that you could possibly wrestling and then look up and then I don't know. Uh, was it Peter Welker? Uh, Peter Weller. Uh, Robocop could be looking over watching you wrestle. Or <laughs> no, I think, I, think, like I think one of the Red Power Rangers were there. Oh wow! I, d- okay. I don't know. I don't know which one. Um, it, oh, I, I can't. I honestly cannot remember. It definitely wasn't Wild Force because I would remember that man anywhere. It wasn't the Wild Force Red Ranger? I don't. I cannot remember which one it was, but definitely one of them were there. Um, if, if it's if it's past zero, I'm lost as well. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. Uh, no, I'm, I'm just maybe I'm just gonna go check because I'm. Oh yeah, well you have to know. I know. It just has to be done. Uh, there we go. Comic Con Scotland. Let's see, 2017. Looking back, that should say. Uh, uh, I'll, I'll I'll find out. I'll find out towards because mm-hmm. this is just this is not good for audio listeners. Me just like yeah. scrolling through, <laughs> looking to find out which Red Ranger was that. But yeah, anyway, anyway, yeah. So yeah. you wrestled in front of a Power Ranger. Actually, I wrestled a Power Ranger as well. Oh, I. I, I it was SpongeBob SquarePants versus the Red Power Ranger from Wild Force. Who was somebody I think, else? I think I know. I think I know who that was. because yeah. I've, um, I've spoken to. It would have uh, been yeah. Uh, yeah, because um, um, I know so that not... happened, and the place was going. It was the loudest match by far. So there we go. Um, there you go. That's, that's fine. It's funny. Yeah. I, I couldn't see because it was only this little kind of rectangle thing. So we had the spot on the outside that I was to hit. Like it was like just a run around spot, but I couldn't see the ring post, so I just <laughs> ran right into the ring post and did this big back bump on the floor. My um, oh God, you're a SpongeBob. I kind of think it can't even work. Oh, I know. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, so you've got that. Then uh, you've you've wrestled uh, right, Johnny Hollywood. I've I've got you've you've said you you've got some. I want to hear a Johnny Hollywood story. I'm fascinated by this. What one, what one have you heard? Right, this is uh, wrestling up in uh, Wick. I think something like that. <laughs> I know that story. Okay. Yeah, yeah, that one. Yeah, the three the match that lasted three minutes and sixteen but was, seconds. But was it? Did you hear about the bit beforehand? 
Um, oh, I got the whole build up to the match in, in the match. But did you? But did you get it just before you went out of the curtain? Uh, I think so. Yeah. When, I, when he turned, when he turned around to Mike and he went, uh, "What? How, what's the best way of putting a match together?" That's <laughs> it. Yeah. His, it's brilliant. No, he he's a good guy. Uh, he's yeah, he's he's good. He again, he wasn't in it for anything. He just kind of it was the same thing. And not, none of this politics or whatever. Mm-hmm. So when he was at SSW, it was like he just wanted to do stuff on a show, you know. Um, but to have stories I could tell, probably not. Um, not necessarily because they're like bad, but they're just like um, out of context. They're probably not the best. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you, it's one of those you have to be there. Oh, there was one time. Uh, oh, this is just a quick story, but there's one time because um, he, he was quite like a kind of meathead guy. Like he's not. He doesn't really know how to pull punches and stuff. Mm-hmm. So we were. I was wrestling under a mask at this. Um, it was just about a royal, right? And I was under a mask just for like dynamic sort of thing, like just to have very like a variety of people in the ring. It's under a mask, and he he basically he uppercutted me so so hard the mask came off, <laughs> and I, I had the mask was like shit. So I'm scrambled. I put the mask on sideways, so I was blind in a panic. And then he goes to I, I just said to him I couldn't see. I'm like just throw me over the top, and he goes to like throw me over the top rope, but I couldn't see the rope, so I just bounce off it, <laughs> fall down, and I was like shit. I was just scrambling. So eventually someone else comes in and helps them. They throw me over the top, but I couldn't see the floor to bump. So I just bump like on the floor. So I think oh. that, yeah, that, that was probably about 2016, I think. Um, but that's just, again, the there's just a story I can tell. Yeah, that's fine. But no, I'm fascinated by the man. Like, it's not not even in a bad way. Like, yeah, just, you, you can sit down. Oh, he's, you can sit down with him for 12 hours and you would always have, you wouldn't shut up. You know, it's just constant. Uh, right, so, so we've got all that going on and uh, have a look to see what other matches I can pick out there. But seeing names that, that you were in the ring with, like nowadays you've seen uh, like Johnny Lyons uh, being in the ring briefly with, was, again, Battle Royals. Uh, oh, was with, it? Okay. With, a lot of this stuff I can't honestly fully remember. If it's that's right. Yeah. Yeah. We're not going to kind of skip over it, but there's, there's uh, just shout them out there. The uh, there, yeah. Ben Thatcher, of course, who... Okay, uh-huh. So you seem to have quite a few matches with him uh yeah out and about and of course you know, became a team mm. as well. So um people can listen to that chat because Luke will have his side of the of the story and mm. all that kind of stuff. We'll get to it in a second as well. Um but yeah, so so yeah, so, of course you had all those matches at SSW, then you won won a championship. Uh, you won the Evo Championship in 2017. Oh, yes. And well, funny story, there was never actually a championship. Was there not? <laughs> it was just, we'll get one eventually. So, ah, Jesus. <laughs> so, yeah, no. Um, that was in Falkirk, wasn't it? I don't know if that's on there, but that, I think that was in Falkirk. It was. It um, was. It's like a tournament. I think they had like guys like TJ and I think Gravy Davy was on that show too. Uh, Luke was on it, a couple of other guys too. Um, but that's yeah. That, that that was that was um. That no, that that was a night like I was I was proud of that kind of show overall because it was very from kind of like start to finish. It was just a small hall in Falkirk, and the fans were on one side. But it was like from start to finish. They like when you get one of those shows, the fans like love it from start to finish, and they're right mm-hmm. there. Like I remember at the end, and this is where like I was proud of the work I did that night uh, when I won. As I was leaving, I was like, like, there's like, so I've got a video of actually like, the kids are like trying to punch me in the face and stuff. Like they were that 
wound up and they're trying to kick me and stuff. And, and you know, Stevie Wizard. Yep. Yeah, he, he had to kind of come in and escort me to the curtain because <laughs> these <laughs> kids were like trying to um, give me cheap shots and stuff. But uh, now that, that was a solid show, actually. I did, uh, it's one of those kind of ones that had like, it was it just it was like a standalone show but it still had like story and the different dynamics and kind of constant like fresh stuff happening and um like drama and everything so no it's shows like that i do like and um, when it's not just here's a singles match here's a tag match nothing happens and then we go home you know that's so i do like even the smaller shows when um there's always kind of something that keeps it fresh than just having six single matches and nothing happening you know yeah. um Right, so was I mean that that ruins my follow up question uh, for like holding a belt kind of thing. You never <laughs> got one, so we'll just uh, we'll move on. Yeah. from that. Uh, so it wasn't long after that then um, the the SSW thing disappears off the face mm-hmm. of the earth on this, and uh, your next match is is PWE. So, um, okay. what happened between you like finishing up with SSW? Did you say just yeah. schools? What was your what was no? Your it was always kind of especially at that point you kind of knew with the whole political game that there is unfortunately um you know you have to make a move eventually to progress um so that it was always gpwa was always gonna happen um, it was just timing and that was just the time i knew right i need to go now um so they yeah, signed up for, for their intake um and then within a, you you'll have the dates there about the time i think, I think it was nine months when from when i started gpwa to pwe i've got december 18 was your debut and we started in the march i think so yeah nine nine months yeah okay um yeah but it it was good to kind of especially gpwa um learning from like the bigger like the big names in scotland like uh, bt lionheart jester wolfgang kaylee and stevie um yeah that was who who were there when we started uh but kind of learning for, and it was stripped down to basics for those intakes and it was good like again I've grew like um, I mean I'll speak a bit more later but I have grown this kind of like huge fan of the basics and like the understanding of like it, as soon as you nail the basics it's like everything else is just so much easier sort of thing um, so no I, I, I did enjoy kind of going back to the basics um, and moving kind of it wasn't necessarily starting from the beginning you know Um but going from there, no, that that was cool. And then when I got the the message, I think I was at I was at work. I think when I got the message from Adrian that he wanted us for his his show at the weekend. I think we only had like four days' notice. I think, um, and that kind of like lit that fire, you know, back in because it was much like um, like our first proper kind of breakthrough in Glasgow. Mm-hmm. like the area and being on a show like Adrian's shows that was like a all like because I do like just kind of. It is one of those like cool moments. Um, yeah. yeah, it was one of those things. I mean, PWE only ran what four shows a year, or something like yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. So, so it was something on that was big. Yeah, yeah. Um, and of course, you were coming in tagging with mm-hmm. with Luke Kaido, which is someone you've you've tagged with before or wrestled. So at least you had that yeah, kind of familiarity yeah, there um, going in. But not to not to disparage SSW uh, anymore. But mm-hmm. like, how did you find? Like go back to the basics where you're like, oh, this is this is a new way of learning this this same thing. Or how did you find? Yeah, it was yeah, it was it was um it was like refreshing because it was um it was I'm trying to think it was I think yeah there there was little things that were different 
um, that kind of again it was more so like get this like for example like a lockup like get the lockup nailed then we move on you know that sort of thing not just like oh this is how you do a lockup and then this is how you take the arm and then blah 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 you know it was more like nail the lockups then we do this then use like that slow progression and again that's again repetition is healthy with this sort of stuff because then it's just constantly and you know you don't even need to think about it when you've nailed it um so yeah not that it's yeah it's um i was fine it was fine to go back uh, and just kind of start from the beginning. this is the beginning but the basics yeah I, mean, I suppose when they're doing inductions as well, like if I've heard oh, exactly, yeah, yeah. Heard from um, other people, you've eight weeks, you have eight weeks mm-hmm. to learn the basics. And oh yeah, yeah, no, it's totally different. Yeah. So, yeah, that's another thing because I understood the idea of it. That's why it was like you know you can't think oh this is I've never did think oh this is boring I want to move on and move on like you know mm-hmm. you get it. yeah you're full you're fully invested in the next yeah, yeah, like, yeah, side of, of things yeah. at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, you said earlier that you, you go back and watch things like the rock selling and stuff like that. Was mm-hmm. there? Do you, do you find it that's the thing when you watch wrestling nowadays are you able to switch off and just enjoy it for what it is or have you always still got that kind of um, learning uh, brain working at the same time yeah it's, it's it's one of those kind of things it's like fresh shows like Wrestlemania for example like I go like I don't really I don't stay up for like the pay-per-views or anything but like Mania weekend I'll stay up for the full thing um, like Wrestlemania night one this year from as a show like start to finish like I loved it and it was like I watched it as a fan and I was still getting that you know those kind of like yes when like Stone Cold and stuff came out obviously that's like um stuff of like that is like I, it was genuine like fan watching it um and then but I'll, I'll watch matches and kind of still break them down as they're going on but not not in like an unhealthy I'm like studying this studying this you know mm-hmm. um you do naturally just you can't you know some I can't personally turn off, um, but no, I'll kind of like mat like. But matches still make me feel a certain way when they're good, you know. Like I still get that, like, oh, this is amazing. Um, yeah, it's kind of. Um, I mean, I haven't really found anyone else that that has the same thought of this. Uh, but when you saw Austin come out on night one with his knee braces on, was mm-hmm. it just was it way more exciting because he had knee braces on? Because he was a good wrestler. <laughs> well, yeah, it's just it's it's <laughs> it's just. Um, if he's coming out, it has to be like that, you know. Yeah, so it's uh, like he come out any time of year. He's got his long jeans on, but as soon as he came out with the knee braces, I was like, "Oh, that's this it, yeah. is actually happening." No, I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, there was so many rumors and stuff, but it's one of those things you can't kind of. Oh yeah, don't believe it. it does yeah, happen. yeah. Uh, so you did that. You were in PWE, did the wrestling experience Scotland shows mm-hmm. again, tagging with with Luke. Um, how did you find just that dynamic? Did you enjoy doing tag team? Yeah, like, wrestling? and it's one of the it's one of the matches that kind of I'll hold with me forever just because like the kind of before and after is when it's that first match at the, the asylum, it was me and Luke against uh, Danny Cantrell and Ryan King that just for some reason, like just them and being in the moment there, it was kind of like, a. it was one of those like feel good moments of like, ah, oh, this is like, you know, it's kind of like you, we talked about it and stuff and now it was happening and, um yeah just even like before and after just the kind of hype and it just yeah it's one of those like feel good um as well again it's one of like my favorite matches still it was it wasn't like an over complicated kind of tag match it was very kind of basic structure you know with the shine and everything um but no i just yeah it's one of those really enjoyable kind of i'll hold that close to me come on with you 
2019, you had a few matches here and there with the mm. par- against the Purge and and uh, they're now Casino Brutal, uh, Mikey Devine and, and okay, yeah, uh-huh. yeah, yeah. And then that's that's pretty much where Gage match ends. So uh-huh. I know from that that you have, of course, you went to the US to wrestle. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's pretty much all I've got. I mean, I didn't even make the link that. Paul Paul Huntley was Paul Hughes. Yeah, because so some, some, okay. somebody somebody messaged me um telling me about the um I think it was I think oh, I think it was a um, Rabu who I think it was your podcast with him. Somebody was saying to me, Oh yeah, um something messaged you on like a podcast and I watched it and I actually because because that's the thing, I kind of after 2019 uh well like there's like reasons why i like i kind of stopped it was just before covid anyway mm-hmm. obviously we didn't know even COVID was a thing then um yeah i think it, is, it was kind of just where i was um kind of like in my life at that point like i knew like i, I had to step back from everything mm-hmm. um because i just remember the last match i had it was just like like my mind just was somewhere else uh i just yeah i went through kind of like this is called like a dark phase, but it was just like a shitty time. Um, so I basically like I got like I got diagnosed with like this eye disease thing, and then had surgery, and they, like they're like, oh, it probably won't work. So you'll probably like lose your vision, and you won't be able to do this. So obviously, I was just kind of like, oh, like this is shit. This is shit. The job I was in at the time, I hated it. It made me feel fucking dreadful. But I was there, and it was constant, and I just couldn't like just. I started pushing people out and stuff like that. Um, and I was just, yeah, it's just like this negative kind of time where I was like, nah, like, do you know what? This isn't it. Like, I just kind of thought it was game over. Um, so then I kind of stepped back. I think it was October 2019. Step back. I was like, right, I need to find a new job. I need to just get out of this mindset because it was ruining, it was generally ruining everything. Mm-hmm. Um, like I lost like friendships and stuff during it and stuff just because I was just having breakdowns all the time. <laughs> Like it was, it was not healthy. Um, so I kind of sorted myself out and then the whole COVID thing happened. Um, so I got like a new job and stuff. The COVID thing happened and the whole lockdown thing, that was actually a blessing for me. Like I know a lot of people struggled, but uh, having that like eight months to just sit back and analyze almost because uh, I was furloughed and stuff. I wasn't even working from home. I generally just had that time. Um so that's when I kind of figured out what I actually wanted. Um, and like I started doing other stuff, like I started training like uh, to box and stuff and doing like martial arts things just because uh, I had to do something action related. You know, mm-hmm. I, did, I didn't really think about wrestling. Uh, I didn't think I'd wrestle again, honestly. Um, it wasn't something that I think because, well, I, I had done it for pretty much like seven, eight years nonstop beforehand from super young to like as I'm growing older. Um, so I, I think the kind of uh, I don't know I wouldn't necessarily call it burnout just because where I was kind of mentally um, but yeah and then sort of from there that's when do you want to talk about or ask me before um, no I mean I'm, I'm happy just to, to just to keep to let you keep going uh, your own role okay, um, yeah. yes but no it was just pretty much my next question was going to be like what made you decide to yeah. to go to the US the thing is, I got, basically, it was, oh, when was it? Um, it was about February last year. But February last year, um, I was watching, like, old videos, right? 
and just kind of like going through like nostalgia of like me wrestling and stuff. I was like, God, like um I didn't I didn't go out the way I'd want to and I didn't do what I wanted to do. Like I can sit there and try and tell myself, oh no, it's fine, just leave it, just leave it. But I just again it's one of those things I just couldn't. Um so and I knew, especially with this whole COVID thing, nothing was happening here. Uh not not at that time anyway. I don't there was nothing and I kind I did want to get out of like Scottish wrestling at the time. Like I just I was like, nah, I want to like try something else now. Um so then I was looking at stuff in America because it's one of my dreams is always to wrestle in the States. And I was at this point, like I had I saved up a bunch of money from like the whole lockdown thing. And I did go for this like, like what have I actually got to lose at this point? Nothing. Um so then I signed, I applied for uh the Rhodes Academy in Texas, which is Dustin Rhodes' school. Um, because academy is like a 12-week thing. So you just go over there. It's like an intense training thing. You learn from him. You learn how to work TV and stuff. Um, and you come home. So I'm like, right, okay, that's like, I'll do that. And if, again, that's it was one of those things. If I go over there and I still feel the same and I come back, then I'll, I'll actually have the answer of like, is this for me or if it's like kind of gone. Um, so then a couple months later, uh, I got a phone call from him, from Dustin, basically being like, I want you to come out here. Like, I want you out here. Because you have to kind of send, like, like sign up and send, like, a CV and everything uh, for him to, like, look at. He's like, no, like, I like what, you, like, what you've done. Um, I want you to come out here. I was like, cool. So trying to travel during the whole COVID thing was just an absolute nightmare. Like, I couldn't even fly straight to America. I had to go and isolate in the Dominican Republic. Wow on my own and I've never been to like the Caribbean and stuff like I was like this is just a mess and then like beforehand like my flights got cancelled so I was sat in like London Heathrow airport for 50 hours because like connections and stuff and I got there and it was like two weeks in Dominican um with nothing because it's like so you know this is there's not much there unless you can afford the big luxury resorts which I couldn't there's nothing there like it's, it's pretty dead I uh, didn't speak a word of Spanish or anything, so I didn't actually have a conversation with anybody for two weeks because nobody spoke English. That was hard, actually. That was that sucked. Um, so after that, I get to Austin, Texas. More delays. Uh, I was sleeping at an airport again, so it took me like forty hours to get there because um, of cancellations and missed flights and stuff. And then I landed in Austin about two hours before the first class. So I basically went straight from the airport, jet lagged, didn't sleep for like two, three days. Uh, suitcase, somebody picked me up, basically dropped my suitcase off and went to go train, like with no sleep. Um, and yeah, from there, it was very, it was quite like GPW actually, like it's very from the ground up, like 12 weeks. Um, it was like five hours a day though. It, it's not like, oh, you go for two hours, you do this, 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 and you go home. It was all, it was all the time. Uh, and that Texas heat as well, like, man, that, that it was hard. It was very difficult. Um, so, yeah, that was very startup. Again, that's where I fell in love with the basics. And it's like, oh, okay, especially learning from someone like Dustin. It's like, um, I got loads of really good opportunities out as well. But, like, learning from Dustin, it's, like, very um, eye-opening to, like, the basic stuff. Uh, and then that's where, like, even during those, like, 12 weeks, that's where, because you obviously you have like, uh, I'm trying to think. Actually, I won't mention that because I signed a contract. I don't. I don't know fully what I can um, talk about, but because um, it is very strict contracts and everything. Uh, 
but yeah no for for that 12 weeks it, it just the whole time but it's all all I, I didn't have to worry about a job nothing it was just gym and wrestling for four months straight that was it and that's where like just I fell in absolute love with it like totally I think I knew um from there on basically oh so you just need, I think you just need to kind of get out of of the four walls I suppose to, basically yeah mm-hmm. yeah because uh, I, I mean, I know for myself. I mean, I've I've enjoyed. Well, I say enjoyed it, but I've I, I'm a homebody. I don't like uh-huh. outside if I can avoid it. Uh-huh. Um, so I've enjoyed working from home the whole. Yeah, time. Yeah, oh, I love it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so but awesome. there is there is those days where you just go in. I I hate this town. I hate yeah. this place. I hate this house. I need to go. I need to go oh, somewhere. Sucks. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, and then you'll do it. What you'll do it? Go overnight somewhere. Come back and go. Fine, cool. That's yeah. me. That's me checked in for checked out for a little bit and I'm back in. Um, we've got Ross Hauser uh, asking uh, biggest okay. difference between training in the UK and America. You mentioned the heat being one, but what is there any other? Yeah, big the thing is, it's like it's the style too, um, and a lot of the stuff is funny. Even just little things like they call things differently. Like so, even like the roles, like for the whole kind of training in Scotland, they called them like high shoulder roles, but in America they're called um, quarter rolls. And I was like, what the hell's a quarter roll? I felt like a total like, and then I seen it, I was like, oh, a high shoulder roll. And they just look at me like, no, a quarter. <laughs> so, so just little things like that, like especially like uh, sleeps too, like you know, like the whole sleep leap thing. They call it like drop downs, and I was like, what's a drop down? You know, stuff like that. It's just names, but the American style, yeah, it's, it's, there's just little things that are kind of different. But um, I was showing them a couple like British stuff, and they're all marking out. So um, they treat me like William Regal over there, honestly. <laughs> uh, no, nah, but uh, nah, it's just yeah, the, the style and the scene is just totally different. Um, it's quite addictive though when you're over there. Like well, I'm, I'm going back and I'll, I'll be the, by the time this goes out, I'll be in America. Um, like I've just been like dying to like go back out because it is I guess quite addictive once you kind of get it and you see what the scene is like in comparison. Mm-hmm. Um, and the training too, it's just well, uh, you train in it's pretty much a 22 foot ring. Like the aprons are like a foot and a half. Like it's it's massive um you don't really get like yeah like schools do have like uh, i think most of the kind of schools here are like 16 18 foot rings uh but just being in that like and it's the ones that like they use for tv and stuff like um like aw and wwe it's the same size so learning like training those is like is really obviously beneficial if you want to kind of go further um but yeah that's probably the the biggest kind of things uh, I mean, I don't know, were you kind of uh, starstruck? I mean, do you get starstruck when you met someone like Dustin or was it kind of, you spoke nah, to him already or like, ah. Nah, it's, yeah, well, yeah, like when he phoned me, it was like a kind of, oh, cool, but it's, it's weird. Like, I don't really, I don't really look at people like that. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Like, I'm like, like, yeah, okay, you've like been on TV and wrestled for like 30 years, but like, that's cool. But I, I don't really kind of get that. I, mm-hmm. There is people I'll meet and I'll mark out, but like, um, like if, yeah, Again, if like, I've seen Stone Cold or The Undertaker walking down the street, for example, I'd probably like get all giddy or whatever. But um, nah, it's, it's, nah, not not that. That was um, I was there to like learn though, and like yeah, you're, you're, you're in like yeah, professional yeah. mode. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I wasn't yeah. kind of yeah. Um, no, you're not going to be uh, t- getting some drinks and then shouting them to to do Goldust impressions. So, you know, you know, no, no, God, no, none of that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, right. So we've got another question. We've got a question from Stevie Wizard. Uh, okay. he's asked well he didn't really ask he just put tell us about being on Ninja Warrior UK oh for god's sake <laughs> well that was years ago that was like 20 
God. So the one with the uh, didn't Lucha Lucha DS do it, or is this a different time? Oh, I think yeah, I think he did, but it wasn't the same show. That's for sure. Um, I think I think he was before a couple of years before me actually. Uh, I was on the last season they ever did, season five. Um, but yeah, I, I just basically did that. I was like, I wanted to do it, um, and it's it's there's so many people applying to it. You have to do stuff to like actually get on TV. So I was like, oh, I'll do the whole wrestling thing. And basically they're like, oh, cool. Uh, can you be this like bad, generic bad guy? And they basically gave me like a few things they wanted me to say for TV. And I was like, I just want to get on TV and do it. Sure. Like I'll do anything. Uh, kind of got to that. And I was like, at the end of the day, it's like, it's marketing. So it's like, you know, it's something, it's leverage over other people if, if I wanted to use it. And that, that is the game though. Do you know what I mean? It's like, if you, if you don't do anything, you're not going to get anywhere. And that's just kind of the way it is. So, um, yeah, I mean, that was cool. I was just seeing, like, especially for, like, TV, because it's ITV, like, it was a full, like, just day, like, just exhaustion. Um, just filming more, doing, like, kind of little promo bits, getting photos and trialing and then do it, yeah. Um, but that was cool. There was, like, 4,000 people in the audience there. Actually, that's my biggest audience. It's, like, <laughs> that kind of, it's in, like, an arena. Um so I came out and then they basically had the script where they're like, oh, we want you to make a little girl cry. So can you steal her phone finger and stuff? And I was like, yeah, whatever, I'll do it. <laughs> um, so that that was cool. And it's funny because because I'm, especially back then, I was like blind. Like, because basically I told you that like, my condition before, like I have to wear these like kind of special contacts to, to see and, and that, that they can't go in water. So I couldn't wear them because in case you land in the water. Mm. Uh, so I was going in pretty much blind. So that's like... <laughs> Um, the clip's out there somewhere, but when I jumped to go and reach this thing, I couldn't actually see the handlebars to grab onto because the lights and everything. So I was just, I saw nothing. So I just reach and I just miss. <laughs> it's just like, uh, and I fall in, but it's unfortunate, but I, I, can't, I don't care. Because um, I had like the interview with Rochelle Humes after, and I was basically just um, showing to the audience, whatever, very generic stuff. But uh, I got like, a lot of abuse on Twitter and everything because people people were people thought that was me and they're like, oh, it's not an, an act. Like that's genuinely um, the way I was. But again, I'll take it. I mean, any traction, any like say, leverage. Yeah, you can, you can say, well, I'm the bad guy from from Ninja Warrior book me. Whatever. Get, yeah. get a baby face beat me yeah, up. Yeah, I've never know? done it. To be fair, I never actually used that. Um, I don't think I've done other stuff now. I don't. I don't need that. But um, yeah, never know. There's there's, there's still time. I'm sure. Uh, so right, speaking about so you, you talked about your eyes uh, and say so you're you're doing it blind and, and yeah. contacts. Is it? I mean, you can't get them wet. So how 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 do you find out trading? I don't know because does sweat affect? No, nah, well, so... sweat sweat goes in your eyebrows and eyelashes. You know that's what they're for. Um, nah, it's 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 the thing is that that's the thing. Um, just I think it was God, what's the date? I think it was I think it was a kind of the October during covid like that kind of 2020 actually october 2020 was when i found out that like they had no idea they were just like you're the luckiest like person right now i was like how they're like oh um you've like we don't know how it's happened but somehow like you're it's stabilized so like it's not progressing any worse and that's the, they said it was going to keep going until i needed like transplants and shit and once you get the transplant like that's again that's where my mind it was before it's like once you get the transplant transplant you can't even go to the gym so it was like no way I could wrestle and all this stuff. So I think I, I was kind of in that gave up already mindset. Mm -hmm. um, and once he said that, I was like, oh, so it's like the way it is now. It's like it's not going to go any 
worse they know and i was like oh, okay and in the contacts yeah they're like a lifesaver they're not like like regular contacts are like custom made and they're like cut with like a laser and shit like they're um you have to like put them in with a plunger and stuff it's not nice but i'm used but i'm used to it now oh it's funny i'm like the biggest freak like i freak out with like eye eye stuff mm-hmm. so I'm, it was the worst person to like happen to because he's trying to like do it the first time oh man it took me ages to get used to it but um no it is fine now and i kind of I, I know how to work with it now especially being in america it's like i got to like find out the best way and everything uh, yeah it's absolutely fine so oh that, that, yeah i'm i'm the same oh, it's, horrible. Horrible. Stuff. Yeah. it's disgusting even yeah. if, my, if my wife says to take out contact lenses i can't be in the room because it just yeah i i wouldn't be sick or anything but i just they would no. shiver down my spine and it would just go oh no. yeah i have to I have to take my out as plunger and you hear the pop when it comes out oh, it's, it's horrible it's horrible oh. i cringe every time i do it still it's, uh, yeah, yeah i'll stick with glasses they make me look intelligent yep. so, no, <laughs> stick with that. oh right okay yeah um so of course uh, 2017 you won a championship without a title but yep you you in 2021 mm-hmm. you became Rhodes. i actually got a belt Yes. You actually got a belt. It's a very nice belt. belt. It's do. very nice. very heavy as well, actually. So, so I was like, so that was, what was yeah, the that, that was Academy like, show, was it? The, yeah, the... It, was, it was the third showcase, yeah. Um, yeah, that was just probably one of the best moments of my life. Um, just having someone like Dustin put that trust in, like, you know, he like knows, like, sees the ability and understands. Um, like, stuff he was saying to me throughout the time, too, it's like it still hasn't actually sunk in um just some of the feedback and stuff i got uh because I, I get like the best work i've ever done was out there like uh like just in general um but yeah when when he told me and he like wanted to put me on it that was just yeah it was like s- super special obviously um just to kind of have that like that somebody that reassurance almost of like you're obviously doing something right mm-hmm. you know um and you're obviously not terrible um so yeah no that yeah that was that was like an unreal moment um and again it's motivated too because it's like i've got something now like i've got this kind of um acolyte you know um so yeah no that's kind of the mindset i was in when i came back um like a motivation almost i mean it's one of those things the sliding doors kind of situation what had you could have never been wrestling again yeah, if it went one way, or <coughs> um, yeah. another way is now you've got this this new lease of life because it's like right, I've got to make the most of all my moments mm. while I can. Um, so you came back over to the UK. Were you very conscious because you work for UK Wrestling Entertainment? Yeah. Um, were you very conscious to kind of stay out of Scotland a little bit because that was a place where you kind of had some bad memories or, or, or dark moments yeah right? i wouldn't even yeah i wouldn't even say no because it's like with the whole scotland thing like it's not like necessarily like bad um she's coughing and <laughs> uh, not necessarily like bad memories it's, it's not it's not like that um i just wanted to like the momentum i've got i wanted to take it somewhere else mm-hmm. um and and like with like what i got told and like knowing like my ability i was like right i'll 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 go to other places um, that were like somewhere, somewhere that kind of like would have a place for me in that kind of sense. Because like I know, like like obviously I understand like the way the kind of scene works in Scotland. Because if I came back with all those momentum, 
I wouldn't just, you know, you can't necessarily just go into things. So mm. I was like, right, I'll go, I'll go down like a down to London, uh, I wrestle for Ultimate British Wrestling in London. Um so I, I wrestled there when I came back. I've worked with um, as you just said, uh, UK wrestling, which is genuinely it's not a company many people have heard of, but it is just see for storylines and the backstage environment and everything it's just it's probably the best place i've ever been for for that sort of thing just just it's i always look forward to to go down i'm, I'm there pretty much um all their big shows they, they they have me down for and like the kind of they do like a weekly show which they'll have me on um but yes yeah, it's, it's, it's a place where it's all about like in-depth deep stories it's not necessarily like a lot of companies fall into the trap of oh um it's a singles match and then somebody comes out and hits the baby face and that sets them up for the next show and then that's the story it's not like that it's, it's in-depth it's like meetings it's it's a lot because they've got a, a deal with fight tv so it's a lot of camera work and that's what, another big thing i learned in texas is like how to work for tv and i wanted to keep doing that so um taking what I've learned and putting it somewhere like that was a way better fit for me and what I kind of the envision I had um, for where I wanted to take my kind of my character and stuff that I've been working on. Um, it's places like that where like, right, I'll go here and actually make an impact almost. Um, yeah. So you used pretty much using the skill, you, you've learned all these skills about working for a camera, working yeah. for TV. It's like, well, I could come back over to the UK and I could I work at a show I can wrestle someone I know my someone I like, but I'm not going to progress. Maybe I want no. Yeah, I, I wanted the new. I, I did. I did kind of want a new kind of scene, and, and there's something like, um, there's just something about going to places you don't know anybody, you don't have any connections. It's like you're going there as like your own talent. They've got you in. Um, there's no help or whatever. It's just you kind of, you've you've done that on your like your own, and then you build your kind of brand on that company. On your own from the ground up sort of thing um i, I, I wanted to do stuff like that and, and the work i've been putting down there um again like a bunch of my matches are kind of on youtube um but i've managed i've wrestled guys like warhorse and stuff um down there uh i get good like main event opportunities down there i get a, quite a lot of freedom because they do the promoters do put the headphone out again um the promoters down there like do have like a lot of trust in me um which is obviously just it's super cool of them um but yeah uh so yeah it's just kind of the plan for now is to keep doing that because i'm busy um i'm constantly got kind of like stuff going on from down there so yeah i mean again like you about two years ago you probably thought that would have even been a thing so it's no 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 say yeah. gra grabbing it while you while mm -hmm. you can um so we'll park the wrestling chat just for a moment because we ask yep. our silly questions. I've got our questions okay, yeah. on as well. Um, so listen to Luke's podcast, you listen to, to Ravi, so you know what the, these questions will be. Uh, first up, what's your favourite dinosaur? Oh, Velociraptor. Nice, classic. Easily, yeah. And uh, what would win the fight, two sheep or one cow? Well, it depends how coordinated the sheep are. See, see, that's just that's the question. So you you use any creativity, any any fantasy, wherever uh, you want to for, nah, for sheep, you to man. write it. Sheep. That's the right answer. I mean, that's there's it. no right or yeah. wrong answer, but I'm I've, no. <laughs> I've asked this question about a hundred times now, and it's, nobody's convinced me past. It's it's the sheep. It's every time. It's, it's of the course. Sheep. 
Um, the last question we got through social medias was through uh, Suzanne, who partly is listening from the start, right, from today, starting for the podcast. So she's got like 165 episodes. Oh, Jesus, right. So, so she won't hear this answer for another two years or something. At this point, yeah, probably. Yeah. Uh, but she just asked, this nice and simple one, favourite kind of meal to eat? Um, oh, pretty much anything Italian, honestly. I'm an Italian fan. Um, I do like the... Yeah, do you know what? I just had dirty pizza. Honestly. Tell me more. Yeah. <laughs> nah, just it. There's actually a place in, in Texas called Marco's, and it's the best pizza I've had in my life. Like, you get, like, meatballs, ground beef, sirloin steak, like, chicken, like, grilled chicken. Oh, mate. Uh, game changer. <laughs> Honestly, I've not had a good pizza since. And it's one of the reasons <laughs> I'm going back. The first... The plane lands, I'm in the Marco's, and... I'm eating about 6,000 calories and then I'll move from, go from there. No. That sounds amazing. I, I, I do like a bit of pizza, but I mean, yeah. the only good stuff you get right here is if uh, a, a takeaway, a snappies, if you're lucky. Uh, that, that's about it. Oh, snappies. I don't even know what it is. Oh, it's just a chain. A oh, is it? Oh, yeah. I mean, it's nice, yeah. but, you know, the way, you, what you've described. It, no, it's, no, it's, there's nothing like it. I've, it I've makes, not found a place in the, nah. It's... It makes snappies look like, sh- it sounds like yeah, shit, nah. to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so is that is that your kind of go-to, I don't know if you, if you believe in cheap meals or anything, but is that your pretty much go-to dirty meal then? It's, yeah, it's, I mean, yeah, it's kind of, if I'm kind of cheap mealing, yeah. Um, yeah, probably just something. Something like that. Uh, but to be fair, a lot of the stuff, like, I'm kind of, I don't really kind of seek out cheat meals and stuff. Uh, it's just if it's, if it's there, you know, the occasion. You're getting the, the rock style, whatever the hell his. Oh, no, no, no. That would that, I'd have a heart attack. No chance. All those pancakes, no. <laughs> yeah, I'd be dead after that. And then he goes, oh, on yeah, no chance. The, the, oh, everything no. else, I'm like, oh, God, I could. I'd, I would enjoy it. I would You'd just... have to pay me a lot of money. Like, I think there's websites that would probably pay you to do it. But I mean, that's that's a whole, <laughs> that's a whole different oh, thing. I swear, if I had a message on Instagram, actually. <laughs> oh god, I, I I dread to think of what wrestlers' DMs are like. Just for oh, that. I got I mean, a weird one the other week. Actually, it's just bizarre, bizarre. Buying or selling? Um, befriending, then buying, then selling. Oh wow. <laughs> What okay. do you be my, what do you be my friend first, and then we um, can go from there. No, right, okay, yeah. We'll be friends. Are you going to the gym now? Do you want me to send anyway? Right, okay. So we'll just we'll leave that. We'll park that. Uh, so so uh, back to wrestling a little bit then, because of course we're we're kind of up to date with with uh, Paul Hubris. What was there, mm. was there a reason behind the the Hubris name? Yeah. Uh, so like the whole, I kind of like wanted to the idea I had in my head because basically I wanted it to be very. Um, share like like it was kind of the whole I wanted to be like I wanted to tell the story within the name if that makes sense almost so it's like when you hear the hubris it's like your like the hubris is like the personality so it's like like for example like the hubris of this man you know it's like his like outlook his like tone his presence it's, it's always uh so I was like right I'll keep my normal first name just use hubris because I was very like I didn't know what I wanted in the past so I just used um, the Huntley one but probably wanted to market like think about marketing and stuff probably um so I went with hubris with that just for the meaning um and kind of like I can you get an idea of what I'm about before I even kind of do anything uh and the nickname I got uh the essential so I was thinking like 
back to COVID, you know, it was like, oh, the essential workers have to go in sort of thing. So I'm kind of like, right, we'll use that. It's like, oh, it's kind of like, um, like the essential is like, I have to come to the show. Like this show kind of needs me here sort of thing. Um, and again, that plays off like the hubris thing, you know, like you, if you, you, if you kind of, um, you'll have a kind of hubris if you think you're essential to be here. Like you kind of, you know, it, it, it plays on both. And if it's, if it's easy as well, I was thinking of something like if I come out and call myself essential, the crowd can easily just go start chanting like non-essential and stuff, you know? And it's, it's very easy okay. for them to, to, to play off. Like even when I was down at the weekend there, like the bell rung and it's good because like the crowds are wrestling down south it's the same there's a lot of the same people that come because they want to keep up with the storylines and everything mm-hmm. um so like the bell rung it's like before the match started the people were chanting like the guy was working's name and then they were chanting like non-essential and then you know it builds from there so it's quite cool um gives them something to to chat back to um because a very easy um thing so uh yeah that's kind of basically Went went from that idea and built on it. So, so yeah. So a lot a lot of thought of it was just like like, like say Huntley. Was no, no, yeah. Plucked out. You really nah. put, um. I mean that that I must be kind of again go back to being quite mature for, for working out what mm. your expectations were growing up, and and now you're going to a point where I'm going right. I need to I need to wrestle to learn to work in front of TV and to yeah. learn to wrestle in a, in a in the biggest ring. Uh, the the, the, mm. the WWE or AEW they use yeah. and and now you're like right I need a name that's that can be marketed as well so um, in that business side of things is that something that you always can kind of conscious of growing up or is that something you kind of learned through uh, no it was kind of yeah kind of picked up like I started like over lockdown like I started kind of like um, my own business stuff like I started doing like e-commerce stores and everything so I learned kind of marketing products uh, and then I kind of thought and then that's kind of before I um, went over to America but then I had that knowledge and I picked it up and I just started because again being in America all I had was the gym and wrestling so I had all this time you know just to sit and think about wrestling and sit early I didn't have to worry about work or uh, bills or anything it was just I met like wrestling that was it like constantly so I had all this time to think of ideas and play of things and um, trial and error so um, yeah and it's like again as I said I picked it up I understand like you need like you know if if you're in this for real if you're not in this for a hobby and you want to make money you have to learn about the marketing side of it um and a lot of marketing especially because actually i can't no i can't say that um but um no like stuff um kind of met certain people when i was there they kind of shown certain things about marketing and um contract stuff so um yeah, I kind of understood it more so from then. So when I came back, it's kind of, I was kind of like, right, I know what I want to do now. And you, you know what you're worth, you're not going to be yeah. taking advantage of. No, no, no. And that, that's another thing I learned, you kind of learn in America, is like you do, and just back to like the question earlier about like, what's the difference? It's like, when you're in America and you compare it to like the UK, you, you learn your worth so much more out there. That's what I realized. I realized, I was like, shit, like I, you can't be, you know, taken for granted and stuff like uh and that's the thing, even like now, it's like always kind of make sure I look after myself and everything. Um, I yeah. mean, I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't say it's totally like this, but is America more business and then the UK is a bit more like, not a hobby, but it's a bit more casual. No, okay. Yeah, the, seat, the scene over there is like nuts. Also, it's a size difference. So like, especially like in Scotland, there's still loads of companies putting on shows most weekends. Mm-hmm. But in there, it's like, even in like a single 
city in a state alone there's like more than scotland you know it's like you, you can constantly get work out there mm-hmm. uh, there's always new places and it, it's not like i, I noticed as well like it's not like it's, it's, it's clicky it's very like um it's very do you know a little bit or no 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 no, no less than that over there it's right. less about like who you know you can kind of market yourself to get in and kind of okay. go from there almost um you don't have to be best like um it's not like i'm not saying that's like scotland at all but it's not like you know oh, i want to work here they have to i need to meet this person and then meet this person to then make sure they like me to get in it's not it's not really like that oh so it's honest. like it's based on merit uh, like, yeah you, a lot yeah, you, yeah okay. you, that's a, you, it's a place you can get by on like merit and stuff mm-hmm. um so that's that's another thing um and again, I've used that, and then that's how I've got loads of work down south and everything. Like, I've, I've taken what I've learned and I understand. Like, I know what I can bring to shows now, whereas before I didn't, if that makes sense. Um, before, I was just like, oh, I'd go out and put on a match. But now it's like, I can bring you this, 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 this. I can, like, I can elevate your guys to this. You know, I can help you with it. And, and then when promoters hear that, it's like, oh, okay, okay, okay. Um, and again, as I said, I've got a lot of trust in the companies I work with. Uh, they do they do believe in me, which is... Um, super you know it's a huge compliment um to me so um so i've got i've got the mcm scotland uh con 2017 guests just just because okay we all right, all right. okay yeah and the only one i could see was that red ranger was also st john which was the original red power ranger oh there you go so if that was the case i'd be extremely jealous that, <laughs> i would have seen him the... I, I, I didn't recognize it i would have only seen him back in god what I mean, I was well into it in the early two thousands. Like they were, they were all still playing then. Do you know what I mean? Like they were all still kind of in the loop on TV. Uh, but I, I, I didn't even recognise them. Yeah, You'll hate yeah. me for that, but no, no, that's it's fine. It's <laughs> fine. But not only did you wrestle Red Ranger, you also wrestled the front of one, which I yeah. think that's. I mean, you're telling me all these cool things, and they are amazing and mind blowing, and all the stuff you've done. That's the but, one. Yeah. But that's the one that I'm like yeah. concentrating on the most. It's like you wrestled the front of the Red Power Ranger. That's the coolest thing ever. Um, right, so future then we'll look into the future a little bit and then we'll mm-hmm. we'll wrap up up because like say so you're you're a busy yeah, man yeah, we'll do that, yeah. and we'll we'll do that um so we'll look into the future then is there any places that you're wanting to to work particularly is there any promotions that say you've got a bucket list that you want to kind of um, tip off if you could anyway yeah worldwide. there's there's like the, yeah so as i said i'm going back to america uh, i will be there when this goes out um so going back i'm doing stuff over there for a month and whereas before as well it's kind of got like a taste of it um when i was there originally i did i was lucky enough to work with aw um and i worked with like i got before cody left for wwe like uh, i got to work with cody and arn anderson and uh like dustin and a few other people in proper like aw like production set up and everything so that that was like a kind of like i want this now like you know that that kind of uh style like it was just so enjoyable and um again that was great to like work with guys like that like that was um an opportunity that came up that i was like just so blessed to get um so now like yeah so as i'm going back so we'll see what kind of comes up i've got again i can't say anything Mm -hmm. but um moving towards that when i go there uh i've got yeah stuff even like talk about like goals in future like i just I, i do um I do like like the work I'm putting on now on shows, like just because like they're not I know I understand like they're not like you know the big shows you hear about like down south like Rev Pro and everything. Um 
they're not that, but I know for a fact like the work I'm putting in is like some of the best um in the country, genuinely. Like it sounds like I've got an ego, but it's like what when I watch like the feedback and stuff and I watch the matches back, it is um and I'm I'm happy to like help guys who haven't done very much and like elevate them and stuff to like um with certain match styles and everything. Cause I've totally changed like the way I wrestle and everything being like in America, what I was doing in Scotland, I think about it totally differently now. Um, so basically just, yeah, continue what I'm doing down south. Um, kind of what I, I definitely do want to start um, branching out a bit more. Um, we'll see though, because I've, I've got, again, I've got stuff planned. Uh, like I'm wrestling uh, pretty big names actually that are coming up down south too. That I haven't been, I can't say because I've been announced, but um that stuff comes up too. So again, I'm just kind of focusing on that. Um, yeah, but in regards to any opponents, anyway, there's, there's a guy called Anthony Henry. Uh, he was in NXT uh, for a bit. Um, he, he's based out in the States, but like he, he's a guy I'm desperate to work. Um, so I'll see if I can make that happen when I'm over in America. Uh, just the style and everything. I think it's just one of those matches that'll be it's kind of like a bucket list style sort of thing. Um, can proper go back and forth with. Um, but no, like, do you mean the regards to like Scottish wrestling or anything really? I mean, because I, I mean, Scottish wrestling. I suppose you're a little bit, bit more out of the loop with it now. But is there anyone at all that that you've? I mean, outside of maybe your trainers, I assume you, you wouldn't wouldn't pass up say in our match with BT Gun or something like that, you know? So oh no, yeah, it's, it's one. Of, I think it's one of those things. I've not reached reached out anywhere in Scotland. Um, it's a very busy scene right now. Like this is very busy. Um, so I think even if I was to put my name somewhere, it's just, there's so many guys before me anyway. I'm here. So, but no, no, exactly. It's, it's something ever came up. Like sure, uh, especially as you said, a match like that is obviously. Um, wouldn't turn that down. Um, but no, like there's there's a couple guys there, like down south, um, who I've kind of met and who are coming up. Like uh, Charles Crowley, he's kind of getting a lot yeah. bigger. Uh, he's a super nice guy too. Um, I want to work him down south. Uh, Levi Muir as well. Um, he just he was on NXT UK. I had a little bit with him, and that's the kind of that's the plan for the future as well. Me and him are going to do a little. A uh, little something. So, uh, no, I don't really. I don't really um, have sort of stuff like that. If you're talking about like dream matches in in general, um, oh, that's that's my last question. Okay, yeah. wrap up here, so that's fine. <laughs> yeah, so, um, so my last like kind of fancy question is is uh, this is a bit awkward now because of all, everything goes on. So I'll change up a little bit. Mm-hmm. Instead of uh, Stephen California, uh, it, it's uh, Tony Khan. <laughs> of course, <laughs> yeah, Tony Khan's phoned you, oh, and he said, right. right he said, Paul, I've watched your stuff. Uh, I want you in the main event of I don't know what the biggest show is. Uh, um, all in. All in. Okay. Go with that. Uh, I want you in the main event all in, but I want you to creative control. You've got it. You can pick your opponent. You can pick the match. It could be opponent opponents. It could be a triple threat. It could be a battle royal. Whatever you want. You have the book. My only my only like caveat is they must be alive. So I can get. All right. I can. I can phone. I can phone uh, Nick Khan. I'll get someone out of their contract if needs be. I'll. I'll find a way. Um, to do it. God. Oh man. I mean, there's a bunch I could kind of name out, but the one. 
Um, so you put them all in the same match, a attack match. Oh, but then, then, then I'm here forever. I was thinking of the perfect stipulation. <laughs> and then, um, it would be. Do you know what? What something that like is definitely something I'd love to do before um, he's gonna can't do it anymore. Is, is, is I do just because obviously meeting him and being in close contact and his mindset is. If we could do like me versus Dustin, the kind of like student versus, because it's overdone the whole student versus teacher thing, right? But I think just like a, a two or three falls or something, just with like the proper build and a story and like a video package and stuff, because it's a great video package that. Um, but yeah, it's some, something that would be cool. Um, oh, but then you've got Shawn Michaels. Um, <laughs> I mean, for the falls, would you, you like know, throw in throw in some classics, like a bit of a game with the right build? You could throw out, I don't know, a Texas bull rope match, you know, because that's oh, like a three big, stages of hill, almost, yeah. Okay, sort of thing. Oh, see, now you've got me thinking. Um, <laughs> that's you for the rest of the night, now. yeah. That's... I know that's I won't sleep now. I'm just thinking of ideas. Uh, <laughs> no, we'll go. Oh, the shot, mm, uh, do you know what? We'll say we'll say that because I could be here all night and saying dream matches. So we'll go with we'll, we'll wrap up then. So, uh, all right, two out three falls, Dustin Rhodes, sure, uh, yeah. made event of all, all in, uh, yeah. All out. I, I don't know. Whatever, AW's whatever, not my, whatever one. Yeah. AW's got my, my, my niche of a product. Yeah. So I'm a little bit lost <laughs> when it comes to that. But um, yeah, that's. I think that's that's. I think we've we've covered just about as much as we can at mm. this stage of Paul Hubris. I'm sure that we, if we if we, we could have got into the weeds of things, we could have had another hour just talking about dream matches that could. Of course, it could have been. Uh, but we'll we'll I'll leave you with with uh, I'll leave people with with that uh, thought of of two eight three falls and. Shawn Michaels hanging about. He could be a special enforcer. He could be out there. He could run in. Maybe oh, yeah. Give you yeah. a kick at some Or maybe point. after the first fall, it becomes a triple threat and Shawn Michaels. Oh, there you go. There you go. <laughs> Final fall, fatal four way. Yeah. Austin comes out with his knee braces. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, where can people find Paul Hubris on social media? Um, my everything's pretty much Paul under dra- under that uh, under show thing. Um, Hubris. Uh, pretty sure. And then my Facebook, I think, is uh, Paul Hubris Wrestler, but I'm bad with Facebook. I don't really use it. Um, but no, my Instagram is Paul on the dash Hubris, same with um, Twitter. And then my Facebook will be Paul Hubris Wrestler. I think that's, yeah. Well, thank you very much for joining me today. Yeah, thanks for having me. I'm very, very um, happy to come on eventually. I've got there. Go. Yeah. Perfect. Have a good one. Yeah, you too.